Hey folks, this is Judd. I am daydreaming about dragons. Pupper Cat, my father's cat who now lives with me, who's not really my cat, is curled up in my armpit, purring happily. And it's time to go to bed, but I'm not quite ready yet. So I thought I would talk about some 2019 resolutions, right? Just gaming resolutions. Thinking about, thinking about the year, thinking about some things I'd like to do. So let's think about that a little bit. Doesn't I? Don't, I, I, I tried to keep it keep it simple. I try to keep it like my, my goals where it's like, I want to be able to hit these goals. I don't want to get to the end of the year and be like, wow, I really shot for the sun and, and killed an eagle or however that goes. How does that go? Pupper cat. I don't remember. Anyway, no eagles will be harmed in the gaining of these resolutions. So what do we want? I'd like to get my little D and D hack to a play testable point and get it to the table. All right. So whatever that means, I, that's a really you could anyone who's done any game design or that's listening is like wow Judd really had just bet there, you know he can literally get it to the table get halfway through character generation and then be like this is a disaster take it off the table check, but I'd like to go farther than that I know I know the the I know how this goes I know that there's going to be a point where I hate looking at it I know there's going to be a point where I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I, I know all these points are coming. Um, I also know that sometimes you get, a, you get into a project and you realize that this is not a worthwhile project. And sometimes it happens, and you got to just let your darlings die out in the cold. So I'm leaving myself space to, to let my darlings die. Um, but I also don't want to get into a situation, you know, kill your darlings, and, and sometimes projects aren't worth finishing. But, but, but. You don't want to get to a, into a, a habit of stopping when things get tough. And things, when you're designing things and creating, things are going to get tough. So let's get it play testable. Let's get it to the table. Let's, let's get some momentum up and let's go from there. All right? I'd like to encourage friends who don't normally GM or, or who haven't GMed as much to GM more. And that could be, again, this is an easy one. I'm setting myself easy goals because... My, my friend Aaron and I have set up a game that we play online, and we might be able to play in, the, in, in, in person in the future, uh, where we're both in the Forgotten Realms, both of our characters in the Forgotten Realms, and it's Burning Wheel, and he, he's jamming for me, and then I'm going to take a turn jamming for him, but we're in totally separate parts of the realms. So some, some NPCs might filter through and go back and forth, but some might... But, the the player characters will n- probably never meet, which is kind of cool. I like that. And I'm playing a really cool spy in the Zentarim named Antosh, No Heart Antosh, which is uh, uh, inspired by The Wire, No Heart Antony. Uh, there's a background character you never even meet named No Heart Antony. And so I'm No Heart Antosh. I'm a spy in the Zentarim and, uh, for the Harpers. And my handler is my sister, and it's an amazing character, and it's a really fun game. So I'd like to play that some more, and I'd also like to encourage my friends to GM more. Uh, I've got some ideas on a blog post on how to do that. Uh, if, I, if I get that up, I'll, I'll, share, I'll share the link with you. Um, that's going to be in the next couple of months probably. But I think it's an important thing, you know, not making GMing and DMing or whatever you call it, storytelling, whatever that game moderator, game master whatever it is, uh, dungeon master role. I don't like it to be something that, 
I don't want it to be a cast, right? I don't want it to be something, oh, you're born to do this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. When I was 13, I was encouraged to do this, all right? And I jammed a lot of bad games, and I jammed a lot of good games, and my friends were lovely, and they encouraged me, and I got good at it. And now it's 30 years later, and here we are. I'm talking into my phone. My cat is purring on me, and I'm talking about these silly games because I love them so much. I can't stop talking about them. I can't get to sleep. Who are you people? What are you doing to my house? I'm exhausted. So that's where that that's how it happens. So I want to I want to want to encourage my friends at GM and uh, just bust up that that idea that that the GM is something that you're you're born to. That's just not true. It's not that everyone needs a GM. It's that I think the hobby is healthier when more people are jamming. More GMs, healthier hobby, right? Uh, I would like to game in a library. I know that's weird. I work in a library, but I have a real difficult time getting the games going there. Uh, I haven't, just haven't gotten it going. I might even just go to someone else's gaming. I've had, I've set up programs where other people game, but I haven't done anything where I get to run a game. So I might run a game for some of my local kids uh, if I, if I have an opportunity or I might go play in someone else's game. We'll see, but I'm going to, I'm going to get some library gaming in this year. I think gaming in that public space is really interesting to me, and I want to give that a go. I want to give that a solid go. Let's go back to the playtest goal a little bit. Let's back. Let's, re, let's backtrack because I realize that I'm really selling myself short. Right? I could I could set that goal as I want to publish it and make a profit, and then give whatever is extra to a. Uh, to a charity. And I've already picked out a charity. I think I already know who I'm going to give to, which is silly, right? That's just classic cart before the horse, horse stuff. But I do it. Everyone does it a little bit. A little bit. It's okay. It's okay to dream. It's okay to be like, oh, who, who am I going to support? What am I going to do? What's next? What artist do I want to hire? What? Take it easy. Take it easy. But I did. I got excited. I was emailing with friends about it. And the cool thing about telling your friends about the game is that they can they ask me really good, tough questions. That I was like, oh, those are good questions. Let me sound that out. And and my buddy Storn, I'll put a link to his his art. He's amazing, and he takes commissions. Uh, my buddy Storn asked me some cool questions and and said, oh, this is the character I want to play, and and it was neat. And he even gave it a, a recommendation for a type of magic in the world that we're in. It was good. It was really, really good stuff. So talking to friends, awesome. A lot of fun. Uh, but as much as I want to get lofty with the goals, I, let's just keep it, what's the next step? Almost, these almost aren't goals. I'm almost like saying, what's the next task list, right? The next task is to get it play testable. And, and that's not that hard. It's not that hard to get it play testable. You, you, can, you, can, you can do that pretty fast. You can do that pretty fast and, and get it up. It'll be bad. It might be bad. It might be really good. Some weird little thing might work. You never know. Um, and I'm sharing a lot of that stuff in my, in my uh, some ideas under uh, my D&D ideas uh, moment on Twitter. Again, I'll share that. That'll be in the links, so you can check that out. But when I get a weird rules idea, sometimes I throw it in there and, uh, you know, talk about it with 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 uh, my best friends on Twitter, without the thousands of them uh, who are out there. So 
it's a cool thing. I, I like it, and it's a good way to get 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 the ideas out. You know, so that's what I'm thinking. 2019, keep my goals humble, humble and small, right? Get something play testable and get it to the table. Encourage friends to GM, whatever that means. That's vague. Encourage. <clears throat> and let's be more than encouraged. Let's, let's make that goal a little more concrete. I want to I play in a game or support a game where a friend is jamming, right? Because that friend might say, hey, listen, I don't even want to jam for you. You've been at this for 30 years. There's no way I'm jamming with you at the table. And that's legit. But I want to support that person so they, they get, it, get something to the table, whatever that means. And I would like to game in a library. I think that's a cool thing. Before Inspiration Goat comes up, well, let's uh, just talk about if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, questions about playtesting, questions about getting something playtestable, questions about encouraging friends to GM, questions, ideas or stories about that, things that you've done to encourage your friends to GM, gaming in the library. I'm definitely thinking about a, uh, a video I saw about setting up a game in a... In a uh, the school. It's a YouTube video. I'll, I'll send you a link. And there's also a podcast about it. There'll be a couple links. So check those out about gaming and setting up game clubs in schools. It's good stuff. And that's where I'm at. But if you have any stories about it or questions about it, hit me up with the questions. You can send it to me on Twitter, MeWe, uh, what? Is G Plus a thing anymore? Is that even existing? Is it disintegrated? Email, uh, get on the Anchor app, send me a minute, you know, send me your, your minute spiel, and I'll put it on a Wednesday show. Cool. All right. Brace yourself, Uppercat. Here comes the inspiration goat. No. No. <laughs> Thank you, inspiration goat. Hmm. So I've got a couple books here, and they're by an author named Adrian Selby. And I'm reading one called The Winter Road right now on my Kindle. And, yeah, I'm a librarian who reads a Kindle. It's heresy. It's terrible. But it's just so damn convenient for the commute. So let's talk about this. I read the first book, Snakewood. I'm not going to give you a full review. I'll put a link to my review. I had issues with it, big issues, gender issues. Oh, it made me a little peeved. I bought Winter Road because it sounded good. I really wanted a fantasy novel, and I didn't realize it was the same author. I did that move. I feel like that's something, man, as a, I feel like I got ambushed. I'm enjoying it. And the world is the same. And he does this thing where a big part of that world's medieval combat is herbalism and using herbs to make poisons and make anecdotes to the anecdotes anecdotes no anecdotes are like a story you tell antidotes antidotes woo let's say it (laughs) making poisons making antidotes to those poisons it's a huge part of combat so much so that a soldier you can tell a soldier uh because they they've got a, a look to them because they've been on these enhancement drugs and herbs, but they're really drugs uh, to make their combat go better and and make themselves more lethal and make their senses more keen so they can hunt people and all this stuff. 
They're, they're basically on performant enhancement drugs. Rough. So soldiers have this look to them because they've, they've, their veins look a certain way because they've been you know, under, the, under the, the strain of these chemicals that are so intense. And I thought that was really interesting. It's interesting that there's a world where herbalism as a skill is a huge part of being a warrior, right? In order to be good at war, you, you've got to be good at, spear, at the spear. You've got to be able to put your, you know, the piece of metal in someone's eye. But there's also this big part of it that's like, hey, I got, you know, I got the wraith root in my eye. I need you to go get, you know, a bunch of pope bark and, and you know, rub it all over my face to get it off. I'm making up silly kind of names. But you get the idea. It's kind of interesting to me. Uh, the idea that we can link a skill you know, something that we ne- might ne- not necessarily, like, you know, herbalism is cool, and you can make a poultice. You might be able to save someone's life. But in this world, it's, it's through world building, it is intrinsically linked to war, right? Knowing herbalism is, is knowing how to kill. And it's interesting how he writes the character. There's, there's a, a main character in The Winter Road, and she's a badass, she is a straight up badass, and he writes about her noticing roots and noticing plants and and noticing things all over the place and it's a big part of her character, a big part of being a soldier. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool um, and I'm wondering like what other skills could we take off the skill chart and just make you know intrinsically you know, uh, part of war or intrinsically a part of diplomacy, right? What if in order to be a diplomat, you had to know, you know, what house the gods were in and, and the house the gods were in was based on astrology. So you've got to know your religion. You've got to know your astrology because you can't make deals about certain things during certain times of the year because of the, where the, where the stars are and the stars denote where the God is or how easy that God is to, to please. It's interesting, right? right? Once you start down that road, it's kind of neat and it can make the world, it's a neat little apple pie, right? I thought it was a neat little link to, to last week's stuff uh, about, you know, finding your little, your little niche that, that around which you can build a world, a little, little irritant around which you can build a pearl, right? If we want to throw in another, another metaphor in there, if the, if the apple pie isn't working for you, we'll get some, we'll get some oyster mucus for you. Does that work? Is that working for you? All right. Maybe that works for you. Pupper didn't like that metaphor. She, she actually, she might leave. She, she, she's showing real disdain for that one. No? Okay, she's staying. So I think that's super interesting. What skill, linking skills that might not be that useful into a society so that you really have to know how to do this one thing in order to do the other, Right? Once upon a time in librarianship, you didn't have to know anything about computers. It was card catalogs, right? I have colleagues who remember. They used to type card catalogs. Now, now you, you at least have to know how to, you know, how to, how to get an attachment onto an email, right? At the very least. With, not to say, like, you know, being a hardcore database librarian and, and coding and, and really getting after it. So real-world example of just how we can 
Take a Skill, like in these books by Adrian Shelby. I'm reading The Winter Road right now. I read Snakewood. Wasn't crazy about it. Check out Winter Road. I'm enjoying it a bit more. I'm about a tenth of the way through. And how you can take one skill, add it to some other tradition. How does that, how does that make things happen, right? Kind of cool. Gets me, it gets you thinking, right? It gets you thinking, you know? You have to, you have to, in order to, in order to, in order to steal, in order to be a good thief, you got to know your gods because everybody guards their treasure with, with altars. And if you, you go in at the wrong time with the wrong God, you know, guarding something, you're going to get caught. Everybody's going to know. The priests are just going to wake up and they're going to have prophetic dreams. Weird. Huh? You know, links, link two things that have almost nothing to seemingly not much to do with each other. Then what? Then what? Got any good examples? We've got three. We've got the one from the books, right? We've got uh, herbalism and war. And then we've got uh, astrology and diplomacy, a little bit of religion thrown in there. And then we did some religion and thievery, kind of far the gray mousering it up. What do you got? Tell me. Hit me up. Send me a message. Send me an email, a missive, a pigeon, a raven, if you're in Westeros. <coughs> Let me know what you think. I'll show it to Pepper Cat. She'll show disdain for it, but I will show you no disdain. Nothing but love. All right? The year's almost over. I hope it was a good one for you. Uh, but more than that, more than how the past was, I hope the coming year is going to be a great one. Let's make it. Let's make it a great one. Uh, keep the conversation going. Let me know what's going on at your table. Let me know if any of this is moving you, moving you to scream out in agreement or scream out in disagreement. Either one works for me. As long as it's polite, said with love, let's do it. All right? Let's, here's to a good year. And I will talk to you on the other side of 2019, people. I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening. On to another year.